Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of I Go With Ego. I remain your host, Ego Kelly Kakitie. Today I have an amazing guest on the show, my very good friend Shayo. Shayo, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing all right, Ego. Thank you so much for having me on your amazing show. Really looking forward to this episode. It, it, of course, it's it, thanks to you for honoring my invitation, you know. Uh, so how's the day been? Where are you? Um, so currently I am in Toledo, Ohio. Uh, I've been interning for uh, a while from here in this summer. Uh, my day has been great. I've pretty much spoken to you for the better part of the day since the day started. So, yes, hope you're doing good too. I'm doing well. That's good. I'm doing well. Thank you. So first question, could you tell my audience about you, your country of origin and something about your background? So, uh, my name is Aloha Shaya. Um, I go by Shaya. I'm from Lagos, Nigeria. Um, I was born and bred there and um, lived in Lagos, Nigeria until I finished high school and came to America to start college. Awesome. Awesome. So are you here alone or are you here with family? Uh, for the most part, I am here alone. So I, I know your family. You miss your family, yeah. by the way. But... What other things do you um, I think it's the same. Every international student misses the food. Uh, I mean, we're able to get Nigerian food here, but it's just, it's just not the same. There's, you know, there's that local flavor, that local vibe that you can't get anywhere here. So I think I definitely miss the food the most, and just like the atmosphere. Lagos just has a really like different atmosphere. The people are just like they're always a vibe you know so i miss the atmosphere in lagos and i miss the food especially the food the most very true very true i agree all right so let's dive into yes absolutely excelling in a new climate yeah so i'll talk about that what does it mean to you um so obviously you know from our perspective we're talk we're going to be talking from the international student perspective and you know this just means that what does it mean to come from a whole different country you know uh, most of us come here and we don't know anyone we don't know anything uh you'd be lucky to uh and you know we leave all that behind and we come to this new system of education that we're not familiar with and what this means is simply like how can you come here to a whole different place where you know you're competing with your american peers who've been here your whole life but how can you take the most advantage of that how can you come out on top and how can you do just as good if not better how can you excel in this new institution and in this new environment that you know you haven't always been a part of so it's a new climate in that sense and that's what we mean by uh excelling in a new climate that's true because you know we all it's hard for us to always adjust when we come here the first time you know and that's the reason why we why i bring people like you on the show to tell my audience your experience and what they need to do you know to excel when they come here now real quick you want to tell us a little bit about your experience in college and your experience in university before your law school yeah no absolutely so i started out at crowder call uh crowder college missouri crowder college missouri is a small community college in missouri and after i got my associate's uh degree in psychology at crowder college then i transferred to missouri state university which is in springfield missouri where i got my bachelor's and i was a double major in psychology and political science um like a lot of uh international students you know getting here and going from being part of the majority population in my country and then getting here and 
you know, becoming a minority was really challenging. It was something that I had to learn to adjust to. You go from, you know, uh, being a majority in your country to being the only black student or sometimes the only minority student in your classrooms. And it's something that you're not necessarily prepared for. They tell you, oh yeah, sure, you're going to go to school in America. And we think it's the America we see in Hollywood, the America we see on TV. <laughs> but you yeah. know, that America is so different because the, major, the, the reality is like a lot of the institutions here are predominantly white institutions. So getting here um, at such a young age, because I was 16 when I started college and I wasn't prepared for any of that. And I think that... Um, you know, really being able to adjust to being in this environment where I'm the only minority person and not letting that get to me um, was one of the most challenging things I've had to uh, deal with during my college years here. And I was able to overcome that by eventually immersing myself in the society and getting involved with other international students, other minority students, just other people who could understand my struggle and who could understand where I come from. Um, and, you know, being able to advocate for minority students also sort of gave me a sense of purpose and gave me a sense, a sort of a voice that, you know, I, I belong here and I'm, you know, I'm just as important and I'm just as valid as any other uh, white classmate that is in this room. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, we all um, share that sentiment when it comes to, you know, being the only, uh, maybe the only black person or the minority in the class and everyone asking you different questions. Most times I don't find offensive, I'll tell you. Initially, I, maybe I did, but I grew, in, grew into having an understanding that it is the best avenue you know, to enlighten people on where you come from and, you know, just speak to the best of your ability of who you are, yeah. where you come from and, and the people you miss at home. So, so uh, did you by any means get a scholarship while you were in college and how did you do that if you did get one? Yeah, so absolutely like this. I know like this is usually the most important topic. How do you get funding? Because the average person or the average international student cannot afford, you know, a 30, 40, 45,000, even sometimes as high as $60,000 tuition a year to go to American law school or to go to American school. Um, so when I was coming here, I had no funding. Like I had no scholarship, you know? So I came here and I guess that was one of the um, advantages of starting out at a community college uh, where, you know, I'm not paying tens of thousands of dollars in tuition. Um, but eventually, after um, after my community college days and transferring to Missouri State and now being in law school, I've been able to make sure that I don't pay full price or full tuition for anything. I had a scholarship during my time at Missouri State and I have a full tuition scholarship right now in law school. And I was able to do that um, just through following several steps and just doing different things to maximize my chances. And, you know, I'm happy to share how um, that journey went and how I was able to, you know, go from no scholarship to getting a full tuition scholarship to go to law school. Sure. Well, uh, thank you for that, Shaya. When we come back from the short break, which we have now, Shaya will tell us how she did it in getting the scholarship and her experience. And also, we'd like to hear from her to know who her influence has been over the years. We'll be right back. Absolutely.
Hi everyone, welcome from the short break. We have Chayo here still. She's told us about her, about excelling in a, in a new climate now. Chayo, would you like to tell us about your experience and how you managed to get the funding you've gotten so far? Yeah, sure. Um, so going from no scholarship to a full tuition scholarship, um, basically, and you know, this is unique to me and unique to like this American system of education. So keep that in mind. Um, you know, for those who plan on applying, especially undergrad students, this uh, during the application process, just make sure you devote enough time to the application process. That is, take those tests like seriously, your SAT, uh, YAC, you know, just take the test seriously because your test scores really matter. Devote enough time to writing your application essays and um, the higher these test scores or your GPA or these other things, the more attractive you are to institutions and, you know, the more likely you are to get a scholarship offer. But like I said, I didn't start out with a scholarship offer. So what did I do? So once I was here, first off, I had to realize that this was a world of endless opportunities because uh, back home in high school, once you get to SS1, which is 10th grade equivalent here, you have to specialize. So you specialize in sciences, arts, or like a commercial uh, course. And that pretty much defines the trajectory of your life. And you can only pick courses related to those things when you get to college, right? But when you're here, the first thing I like, I want students to think of is forget all of that. This is a world of endless possibilities. You can start afresh, pick something that really gives you purpose. Because when you do something that gives you purpose and you do something that you love, then you're able to like put more effort and give it your all. So first off, keep in mind, you know, that this is a world of endless possibilities. And when you pick something that you eventually love, put your best foot forward. Make sure you keep good grades. The rigorous system of education back home more than prepa uh, prepares us for college or uh, college level courses back here, or more than prepares us, you know, to tackle college algebra or calculus here, because these are things that we did in like, you know, 10th, 11th, 12th grade back home. A lot of these, a lot of the general education courses you're going to take in your first two years are things that, you know, honestly, you've probably come across a lot during your high school days so put your best foot forward make sure you study you're going to be competing with your american peers that have been here the best way to make yourself marketable is make sure you keep a solid gpa keep solid grades now it's not always possible sometimes life gets in the way you have to work and it's okay but you know just if you know within yourself that you've done the best you put your best foot forward and that's okay so other than keeping good grades, you also want to make sure that you get really involved with, you know, academic or student life on campus. Don't just go through university and just like study and keep good grades. No, because at the end of the day, employers or scholarship committees, organizations want to know what drives you. And a good indicator of that is what you were involved in during your undergraduate days. So please make sure that you're also staying involved. Find something, find an association, you know, the International Student Association, Volleyball Association, just find something that shows you're more than good grades or you're more than doing that. And aside from getting involved with the student life on campus, you also want to make sure you get involved by knowing your professors. 
keep good relationships with your professors because these professors are going to write your letters of recommendation for you know grad school for your job for a scholarship so don't burn those bridges make sure you get to know your professors and you, get, and you keep good relationships with them and once you're able to do these things you know you keep good grades and get involved i think these things are really important for any like funding review or for any funding application but also just remember to take advantage of your diversity you know once you keep good grades and you're super involved you're already you already have an edge over others now when you add your diversity with you being a member of the minority population i think you know that really gives you an edge because a lot of companies a lot of organizations are looking to hire their fast candidates they're looking to you know diversify in some sort of way so you're even more marketable you know having done all these things and still being a member of the minority population um another thing as an undergraduate student if you can make sure that you do try to complete an internship because even if it's paid or unpaid they always pay off at the end as long as it's in line with your industry you're doing something that you know you're doing substantive work you know you're not just getting coffee all day or something you're doing substantive work it's in line with your industry at the end of the day it shows a commitment to employers it shows a commitment you know later down the line to your uh to what you're currently involved in right now yeah. it's not always possible to complete an internship right but whenever it's within your power make sure you complete internship where you get to do substantive work and by doing all these things you know by keeping good grades i was able to get into fight the kappa honor society and while i was in fight the kappa honor society transferring to a four year college they give scholarships to certain number of students a year who are transferring to four year colleges and i got one of those scholarships um, at my college and ego is also getting a full tuition scholarship to go to university <laughs> by being a yeah. member of Phi Theta Kappa. So this is one of the things where you're keeping good grades and being involved really matters because Phi Theta Kappa requires a minimum GPA. And when you're applying for this scholarship, they also want to know how you've been involved and what you've done um, during your college years to know how deserving you are. Um, so doing that really helped me. And then in applying to law school, obviously it was a holistic review they you know my gpa i had a very solid gpa i counted it in my class i did fairly well uh, i did well on the lsat and you know devoted enough time to writing my personal statement and being really really involved also you know really, really made my resume look good for law school and all of these things considered like i didn't even have to apply for any scholarship i got a full tuition merit scholarship based on my credentials and based on um how i had been involved in undergrad and the letters of recommendation and all these things that i just laid out earlier uh all played a part in in making sure that i uh when the school was reviewing my uh application that i was a standout applicant you know so these are all the things that i did because you know you have to think about the future i did all these things and eventually it all paid off and you know for those people who are going to grad school always always make sure that you really devote enough time to those test scores the GRE GMAT LSAT MCAT whatever test you're writing devote enough time because grad school is distinct in that you don't have to apply for a scholarship uh sometimes you just get a merit based scholarship depending on your credentials that you don't even have to apply for. So the better your application looks, the better your chances of funding uh, become. So 
just make sure keep good grades stay involved get to know your professors um, take advantage of your diversity try to complete an internship where you can research scholarship opportunities there are a lot of other scholarship opportunities outside of the school that you can research uh, so just make sure that you do that and um, i think that following these steps really accumulation of all of this really really played a part in me going from having no scholarship to eventually having a scholarship and just one more thing for the grad students graduate assistant positions are things that you should always you know take advantage of and that's another source of funding other yeah. than just getting a married scholarship so basically i know that was such a long rant but you know those are just <laughs> and things that i wanted to share with international students oh that they can do to maximize their chances of success um, of you know excelling in this new climate being able to get funding and not having to pay full tuition out of pocket for any american yeah uh it, it, it's a holistic view you've given to to all my audience about how they can excel and how they can what they can do so thank you for that wonderful uh, explanation of how you got to where you are today Shaya. thank you so much we have two more questions before we let you go okay absolutely now, for you to be the best of who you are if you look at the the those the history that have been the best of who they are they've always had somebody to look to yeah. look up to they've always yeah. had someone to be a mentor so who's your mentor um i think uh, the most important figure that i look up to is my father uh, just i i always say i think my father is one of the most intelligent men that i know and just seeing him achieving all these things you know got his masters got his phd seeing him very invested in his professional and academic life just motivates me to want to do the same so um, i really really look up to my father and i also look up to um members of the minority population who are where i want to be right now who work at law firms or you know who've gone through law school successfully i also really look at these people um you know as a source of motivation if they can do it then you know really i can do it and there's nothing stopping me that's amazing child thank you thank you thank you now last question any shout outs to anybody that's been there for you anyone that's seen you through it's it's a long list (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, uh, like i said (laughs) uh i think i did mention all these folks on the ig live show you know shout out to kalade shout out to faith shout out to kemi shout out to niyama shout out to tolu shout out to esther shout out to my sister shout out to my mom shout out to my dad um shout out to augustine jasmine nia and all the black girls who are a member of the william and mary class of 2022 shout out to everyone shout out to nick um shout out to shout out to you eagle um i think you i you also motivate me i've seen what you've done you've been nothing short of excellent and i've seen you you know grow into this great person that you are so you know honestly shout out to you for everything you do for being there uh you've been a really good friend to me so <laughs> yeah um honestly i could just go on and on and on but right now <laughs> those are all the names that i can think of oh shout out to akin too by the way uh, and yeah 
Well, Shire, thank you for the for the kind words for me. Shouting out to me too. Thank you so much. Thank you for being on the show. Uh, you've heard my friend Shire. She's a wonderful person, a vast wealth of wisdom and an embodiment of intelligence. She's someone to look up to at all times. So, if you do need help, she will be the best bet to reach out to you if you do have any questions for her. Shire, thank yeah. you so much. Um, but also, just one more thing. Um, uh, to find me, we have to tell them how to find me. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. On LinkedIn, on LinkedIn, my name is Oluwashayo Ayomani, uh, O-L-U-W-A-S-A-Y-O, and my last name is A-Y-E-O-M-O-N-I, and uh, that's um, how you can find me on LinkedIn. So feel free to connect and feel free to send me a message or if you have any questions, let me know. Sure. Thank you, Shayo. We look forward Thank to having you on the show, and we look forward to seeing where the future takes you. Thank you. Thank you.